Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. I broke down and ordered the, another shipment, so I got the... I was actually getting low. I was finally burned my way through all of the uh, caffeinated ristretto, so I got a bunch more cocoa truffle, too. But this tastes good this morning. Delicious. Today is Thursday, July 15th, Ides of July. Uh, it's a very wet morning here in Santa Fe. Uh, the skies opened up at about um, 4 a.m. Uh, and just torrential downpour for um, a couple of hours. So everything is very wet and drippy. It's lovely. We went for a walk and the fog was down in the valley. Um, really pretty. So it's um, amazing because with a couple of years worth of drought, everything had really died back. And so now it's amazing watching the vegetation burgeon. My mom had asked me if it was really green. Um, I don't know, like a week ago. And I said, no, because we've been dry for so long. But now it's starting to green. It, we've had enough rain for enough days that so it's starting to make a difference. So keep it coming. Keep it coming, monsoon season. So uh, let's do earrings. Let's start off with earrings. I have some rants today. But uh, today's earrings are... These very pretty, uh, I don't even know how to describe them. It's a big pearl. Well, this is the end of the pearl studs. Big pearl inset in um, kind of a flower shape, silvery, uh, six petals, but kind of um, a little bit on the abstract side. Maybe there's a word for it, but, you know, like loosely shaped. And uh, I think David gave me these. And they are among my favorites. I really like them a little bit, for, especially considering that they're studs. Um, now I can't find my hole. Oh, there we go. That's what she said. Or that's what he said. <laughs> uh, bad joke, bad joke. So uh, I'm in white today, summer white. Writer coffee this morning. Looking forward to that. It should be fun. Um, I'm probably going to do some ranting to them too. So, uh, ooh, I just got dripped on. Is that God telling me not to rant? Maybe so. We're not going to have very many grapes this year, I think, because it was such a dry winter. Oh, well. Mm. So let's see. Um, I got some done on Dragon's Daughter yesterday, uh, yesterday and Wednesday. It's It's been a little bit of an uneven week. Uh, I'm going to have to get more balanced with doing SIFWA stuff because uh, I'm ending up doing a lot of meetings in the afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, I had four hours worth of meetings. That was just kind of the way it worked out. Um, and all of these are like one-time meetings. 
So I think once I get over this, it'll be a lot better. But boy, you know, four hours of meetings in the afternoon is uh, a fair amount. Plus Zoom. Jake break. Um, <laughs> it's so funny having the things stripped down on me. It must like, you know how water is. Like it slowly coalesces and then finally builds up enough and then drops a big drop on you. It's probably a metaphor for a lot of things. Um. <laughs> oh well. I have to like not be. I, I, the dripping doesn't bother me. It just comes. It's so random. It comes as a surprise. So um, so yeah, we've got some good things done. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about the SIFWA stuff because I can't say a lot of the things that I'm doing. Uh, when I gave the farewell address at the business meeting, uh, saying goodbye to Mary Robinette as president, one of the things I said was a great deal of what the president does is invisible. A great deal of what the board does is invisible. It's not something that there's a lot of glory as it were, or it's not particularly shiny. Uh, sometimes the most important work is this administrative infrastructure work. And uh, it's, it's not something that goes in the press releases and all of that. So, and, and some of it is just, um, you know, has to do with dealing with people and, you know, so I can't really talk about it, but it's really satisfying to get some of these things handled. And so two of the hours yesterday were getting things handled that really um, had been, wow, years coming, literally years, because from the time I was first on the board, I said, we needed to do this thing. And I had pushed for it for years and I'd asked Mary Robinette to be sure to do it before she left office because she had agreed it needed to be done. And um, we didn't quite get to it before she left office, but she came in, joined for the meeting for two hours yesterday. So it was nice to chat with her. Nice to see her. She's um, chairing Worldcon. So it was, uh, and they had a bit of difficulty yesterday she tweeted about it. So that's, that's public. Um, they had a, a misfire on an email that was unfortunate. It was interesting to hear her side, uh, not her side, but the inside uh, version, because I wanted to know how the mistake happened so that we would not make the, <laughs> the same mistake. Uh, so it was great to have her share that, but, um, but it was really nice because after we completed this thing that took up a couple of hours, she emailed me afterwards and said, um, complimented me on how well I handled it and said that that was why she had wanted me to be CIFWA president. And that was just really nice thing to hear. So I feel this big sense of accomplishment over this thing that like only a few people will ever know about, but the people who were involved, um, have been concerned, uh, you know, like how this was going to go. Cause it was a new thing new process. And it was something that I brought from my corporate life, uh, which was partly why I was the right person to drive this because, you know, a lot of writers don't have corporate business world experience, you know, and I spent 18 years basically in middle management. So, uh, 
you know, it was interesting to hear them say, wow, this was a really useful process. This, this was great. So, so cheers to me uh, a little bit slow on the book. I'm still well within time to finish it. So as I've been saying, I've been trying not to stress. I'm going to be uh, out of town for a couple days next week and I'm considering, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking off so much time lately, but I might just not try to write. I might just take the time off vacation. Um, I did get the Kindle Vela story up wedded to darkness and people are starting to read. So that's interesting. I would like to get the next episode at least up, but, um, yeah, so I'm conflicted there too. It's like, Oh, should I try? Cause the first three episodes are free. So I'm trying to decide at what point I want to get that pay episode up. But, um, uh, Grace also has Grace Draven has her story up and or no, she doesn't have it up. She says it's going to go up on the 18th because um, she's still fidgeting with it. I'm not sure why she decided to not publish immediately. She, she missed the, the soft launch anyway. So I'm not sure why she picked that date, but, um, it is so funny. This is not a rant. This, this is like a mini, um, I really love my friend, but <laughs> rant, um, uh, you know, grace just has this amazing following. So she has an Instagram account. And she has posted to her Instagram account four times, four times people. And the fourth time was last night. Okay. So three times I, I can't even hold up my fingers, right? Three times before this, she has over a thousand followers, right? And I know she's done this like with zero effort on her part, right? You know, she's just like has her Instagram post account with her three fucking posts. <laughs> <laughs> and she has over a thousand followers last night while I was sleeping because she's nocturnal. She posted about her Kindle Vela story, a darkness of gods. And it, it's a beautiful image. It really is a beautiful image. Uh, she posted that it hit. She'd post when I woke up, I think I looked at it at something like 5.00 AM my time. She had had it up for six fucking hours, people, six hours. And she had already a hundred, over a hundred likes. Uh, I looked at it just now, like eight hours after she posted it, she has almost 150 likes on this post. Mine, mine from yes, that's been up since yesterday about, you know, my wedded to darkness story. I've like 19 likes, you know, and, and a couple of comments and she has already like 20 comments. And, and I, I mean, we have, I have almost a thousand followers. I have like 970 something, <laughs> but you know, so it's, it's her fourth post ever. It's just funny. Um, you know, social media is a funny thing. I don't know if like Instagram surfaced it to her followers faster. Cause remember this was the middle of the night people in the U S anyway. Uh, you know, maybe cause she hadn't posted in so long. I, I don't know. It's a good thing. I love her, uh, because otherwise I would be infuriated. <laughs> it, it's the lesson here. If there is a lesson to be taken is that you can follow all of the rules, you know, which, you know, we talk about, I've talked about here, 
you know, like I get the people who ask for author coaching, who ask for advice and they're like, Oh, I do everything that all of the marketing gurus tell me to do. You know, I, you know, I post at these times and I post this kind of stuff, you know, when there are like people who obsess over their Instagram profile page, you know, like the checkerboard, you know, like how many are book posts and how many are other things. And they want to have like this perfect arrangement and all of this, um, you know, they, they go through, you know, the courses and they learn all the things and they're like, I do everything I'm supposed to do and it's still not working. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And it's like, you know, there is this, what we have to turn to German words, the zeitgeist, the gestalt. There is this unseen force, the Tao. I don't know what there is something there that operates that is beyond the rules and basically what's happening with all the marketing gurus is they are trying to take this this thing that happens like the grace thing so they would take that and they'd be like oh so why why did grace draven's post her first fourth fucking instagram post because marketers do do use the word fuck freely that that's well done why was the why did this <laughs> get so much attention so they would attempt to apply the formula and then teach it and the thing is, is it's just the case. Um, you know, Grace has a huge platform. She has a lot of people who love her books and she writes more slowly than she would like. And so when she comes up with something new, people get really <laughs> excited about it. Um, so yes, I've read it and it's great. Um, it's, it's, it's different for her. Um, it's, it's got a delicious Lucifer vibe. I think you guys are, you guys are going to love it. So, um, but it's interesting to me because this is similar to what I experience with dark wizard and bright familiar, both, which are selling great. They're selling so well, they better than anything else that I have. And I know a lot of you have said to me, um, that, you know, that they're your new favorites of everything I've written, which is fantastic. Thank you. I love that. Um, although it's not entirely clear to me why not, not why you love it, but like why that story. And, and I know some of you have tried to explain to me, but it's like, I don't know what I did differently on it. I'm not sure I did. I think that, that again, it comes back to this zeitgeist when you tap into a thing that, that resonates with people. Um, which cannot be predicted that there's no algorithm to it. But one of the interesting things about dark wizard and bright familiar is I don't see necessarily tons of social media stuff about it. Not like, so like the promised queen, St. Martin's went to a lot of promo effort on that. And I appreciate that. And I will see people sharing the cover a lot sharing getting the book and so forth in ways that I don't see for dark wizard and bright familiar but the ones that I hear about that people say that they love 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 is dark wizard bright familiar so there's this there's not a direct relationship between how well a book performs and how popular it is on social media which I don't know maybe maybe you're like well duh Jeffy uh, to me, it's somewhat counterintuitive because I think we think the more we see something, 
the better it's doing. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, it, it, it's an interesting thing to me. Uh, but anyway, I think all we could do is that, that's why I think the best advice with social media is always, um, to do the things that you like to do. People ask me about this podcast sometimes, you know, and other authors and they'll say, so do you think it, you know, sells more books, you know, that sort of thing. And how do you track that? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind doing the podcast. I'm some days I'm like, oh, I have nothing to say. I sit out in my grape arbor and I drink my coffee and I babble to you guys. And I am, it's something I enjoy doing and I keep it as you know, low production value so that I don't have to screw around with it. I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time dealing with it. Makes my mother happy. Hi mom. And, uh, you know, it's, um, how do you know? How do you know what things work and which things don't? I don't think you always do. And so what you do is do the things that you enjoy, uh, that feel rewarding to you and don't do the things that don't feel rewarding to you. It's pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> when I was bitching this morning to David about Grace <laughs> and her Instagram post being so, you know, blowing up like that so fast, he started going on. He's like, well, you know, sometimes David says not incredibly helpful things. Uh, sometimes his brain is just like on some other tangent that I can't quite follow. But he says, well, you know, like in the 60s, there were these artists who like, only produce something every once in a while. And they didn't have social media then. I was like, no, they didn't have social media then. Uh, but you know, and he said it, but they would come out with something every once in a while and people would just go crazy for it. And I'm like, I have no idea what your point is here, except I don't know. I should go be a 60s beach bum and only produce work every once in a while. But meanwhile, yesterday I shared a, uh, um, a message that I'd gotten on Instagram. I should, I'll link to it, the blog post, uh, where a reader wrote to me and said how that she appreciated that she'd only discovered me, my books a few months ago and, uh, that she'd already read like 15 of them and that she appreciated that I wrote, produced books so consistently and of such good quality. I think she called them obsession worthy quality. So that was really, really nice to hear. Take that 60s artists who produce things every once in a while and didn't have social media. Um, so then my final rant of the morning, um, I wanted to share with you guys because I had this conversation. So, you know, it's funny being president of Sephora now and having people just sort of now figuring out two weeks in that I'm president, you know, cause it just takes a while for news to percolate and people are like, wow, you know, it's so great that we have an author who writes fantasy romance, um, who's president and also someone who with a robust self publishing career. And that's not exactly how they put it, but you know, that they're like, wow, it's so great to feel represented. And I'm like, yes, it's awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be doing that. So, <laughs> but I had this conversation with someone else. Uh, <laughs> ah, it made me so mad. This was last weekend. I think I have not mentioned it here yet. Yeah. Cause we did the interview with Minerva on Monday. So <laughs> we were talking about Worldcon, and, 
and whether or not Sefwa would have a presence at Worldcon because sometimes we do. And he was making a case for why we should. And I was, you know, we were doing pros and cons because I, I feel like there are reasons not to. And, and he was telling me why I was wrong. Um, and yes, it was a man, it was a guy. And I said, well, you know, one thing about Worldcon is that it's not a great conference for me as an author. I've been to a bunch of Worldcons and I've been on panels and I've done the signings and stuff. And I said, but you know, it's, you know, my audience doesn't seem to be there. And he said, well, yeah, but that's because you write romance. I'm just going to give that a beat. I'm, I'm still annoyed about this. And I said to him, um, I said, you know, romance isn't antimatter. It doesn't, the presence of it doesn't cancel out the fantasy. And he kind of sputtered. I don't think he even understood what I was talking about. Um, so I've told several people about this and, uh, at least everybody is, is irritated with me. So, you know, it's like, um, fight on romance readers and writers. It's like, as soon as romance is there, it's like, doesn't matter what else the book is all of a sudden to some minds. Um, and we're going to change that. So I was talking with several people on Sephora about that. And we're going to, to do some things in Sephora too, to counter this. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Romance isn't antimatter. Right. All right. On that note, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network where you will find other romance influenced podcasts that you love and, uh, at frolic.media slash podcasts. That's why I get for interrupting my little tape recording there. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow morning. Take care. Bye-bye.